just end it out. Whatever you want, just end it out. You better not put that in there. That's, <laughs> you know me too well. I, you got know to, I gotta remember that we're still on the record. Share. It's a simple action that makes the biggest impact. Subscribe. A one second response for a life changing outcome. Review. Honest words that spread joy and hope. That's what we call support. And we thank you for your love and support of this podcast. Share, subscribe, and review. The Lifeline Podcast. Welcome to the South Gastonia Lifeline Podcast. Anxiety can be normal in stressful situations, but do you or does someone you know struggle with overwhelming anxiety? Lifeline Podcast continues the series on overcoming and confronting anxiety. Please take a moment to pray about this sensitive subject before you begin listening. Now your hosts, Michael Phillips, Chad Privet, and Alex Cash. This is week two on sending anxiety back to hell. And I, I, I fought with that title for a while because I was like, Man, how, like, is that really appropriate? And I'm like, well, no, that's it's exactly appropriate because it's exactly what we're trying to it's do. where it belongs. It's been a challenging week for me, oh, at least. Because since I started on doing this, and you know... Satan hates, hates when you start, like, messing with his house. Right. And his plans. And so when we're combating anxiety and confronting it, he's not going to be too happy about it. No. <laughs> it's true. But that's fine. Bring it on. <laughs> um, so my anxiety has been kind of up and down this week. And it's funny that you say that because... Mine has to, brother. I'm telling you, mine has to. Past couple of days has been pretty high. It's okay. You can keep going. I'm trying to be quiet. No, um, but yeah, no. It's it's funny that you say that because my anxiety has been has been crazy high ever since um we recorded and talked about the last time we were together about anxiety and uh here past several days mine has been really really kicking in a lot of things going on uh work related personal stuff it's just it's, it's been crazy but you know not not feeling defeated because you know really and was encouraged by us being able to talk uh talk about it uh last week about sending anxiety back to hell because that's that's where it belongs doesn't belong in my life or in your life as a stronghold, but belongs right. down there. So Michael's jumping in on uh, episode two of this series, but uh, Michael, we were actually talking before this, and he started bringing up a lot of points. I was like, all right, this, this is going to be good. <laughs> this one's going to get deep. Right. And um, so Michael, kind of throw this on you. Um, Do it. When you think of anxiety, what is the first thing that comes to mind? First thing that comes to mind with anxiety, well, for me, is um, so I like to be in control of as much 
as I possibly can. Uh, it sounds kind of weird. Well, you're a control freak. No, I'm not really a control freak. I, I'm an overthinker. Let's put it that way. I, I analyze. I'm very analytical. I'm an analytical person. So, if, you know, in a given situation, let's say I walk outside and my truck won't start, I'm thinking two hours down the road. I'm trying to think of the next step, the next, like, I'm thinking of the what ifs. And I think, I guess another way to put it would be, like, if we're planning something, like me and Christina will be planning something for, what's well, a random date, you know, May 10th. Okay, well, we have this plan. Well, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? What, what if this? I'm a big what if, and that causes anxiety. So, me, for me, it's overthinking. Overthinking, uh, trying to control something or worrying about something that is either A, not even here yet, it hasn't happened yet, or B, you have no control over. So that, that's me. You know, I, I overthink. So to me, that's the, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do here? What if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? What if it goes right? What if we do, what if I do get this, unex, not unexpected, what if I do get this promotion? Then what? Oh, that's more responsibility. I don't want more responsibility. I don't want to do this. Yeah, it's a higher, it's a bigger pay raise, but it's more responsibility. What if I mess up? See how your mind just goes and goes and goes and goes. So, you know, what if something good happens? Oh, then, then this. It's the if-then thing. If this happens, then. And your brain just goes crazy. That's that's anxiety to me. So you bring up a good point because, especially with the the situations you explained, because a, a lot of people, and especially I would say a lot of church folk, when they think anxiety, they're like, okay, that's just Satan doing this, or that's just Satan doing that. Well, anxiety is not always what Satan's done. Anxiety is some things sometimes what we've caused, and it's more of a personal situation than a spiritual situation it can all be handled spiritually even the personal anxiety that we bring on to ourselves but knowing the difference between okay this is satan working versus this is chad working is a good way to figure out the difference between the two i would say stop blaming the devil for something that god's trying to build your faith mm -hmm. I don't have a mic to drop, but <laughs> don't give don't give the devil credit for for a season that you know maybe God's trying to build your faith and see how you're gonna react. You know, are you gonna go down this road of worry, 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 overreact, 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 or are you gonna lean on God instead and take it to Him? Handle it the best way you know how. You know, don't don't give the devil that much credit. That's, 
And I say that because I've had to say that to myself. Right. I'm not I'm not throwing out, oh, well, you just need to take it to God and you don't have enough faith. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. So don't don't say, Oh, you don't know what I've been through, you don't know what I'm dealing with. No. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not saying that. I'm saying I've had to have that conversation with myself. You know, I'm not gonna give the devil credit for something that God is trying to build me. Right. You know, I'm going through this season for a reason. A poet and didn't know it. It meant rhyme. One thing I like about this group, us three, is we're all from different backgrounds. Right. We've all been raised differently. Now, we all end up in the same area. But what we've dealt with and how we've dealt with anxiety is all different. And the things that we deal with that cause anxiety is all different. So Michael was talking a little bit earlier. And if you if you don't know, Michael's a firefighter. And so he was speaking a little bit about anxiety and how it not necessarily relates to his profession, but he was using some of the things that he experiences in his profession that is a good like relation with anxiety and how it can be handled. So, Michael, will you share with us? So what we were doing, we were sitting in pastor's office, and it was before we started, before we came in here to record the podcast, and it was one of those moments where we wish we could have had everything set up in pastor's office because he was asking how the podcast was doing and, you know, how it kind of went, and Chad was describing the, the series that we're currently talking about with anxiety and pastor gilly just starts talking bestowing wisdom. and i'm like man we just need to set the mic on his desk and, <laughs> and and go and i told him i said pastor this this is what the podcast is it's we're it's like we're sitting here right now having this conversation that's what we do but he was <clears throat> saying he was talking about anxiety and how people deal with it how people you know, the proper ways and so on and so forth. And he, he brought up the term uh, ventilate. And he said that, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists will encourage folks to ventilate their issues and it just lets off the the the, the pressure. It just get, gets it off your chest. Well, as he's talking about ventilating me being a firefighter i'm like oh that relates directly you know let let me let me relate to what we do um so in, in a fire you know let's say there's a there's a house on fire and in we will ventilate a house fire and by that i mean we we go to the highest point above the fire room so in the fire room and i'm i'm gonna do a little comparison here so just just hang with me in the fire room there is heated gases there's a lot of pressure build up you know a lot a lot of smoke a lot of flames burning a lot of pressure build up in that fire room and to prevent an explosion from occurring we will ventilate at the highest point above the fire room. 
So when we ventilate, conditions start getting better, smoke starts clearing, we can see better. So you, you see where I'm going with this. That's, that's in the life of a firefighter. We, we ventilate a house fire in order for conditions to get better. So in our own lives, let's relate this to anxiety. There's a lot of pressure build up. We tend to internalize everything. We tend to hold it all in and it's like a pressure cooker. Will that pressure will build and build and build. I'm one of the world's worst. I'm a very patient person. I get it from my mama. I'm very patient. I have a very long fuse. When that fuse goes out, it's a nasty explosion. It's just it's how it is. And so that's how a lot of people with anxiety you build and build and build and build and build that pressure. And then when that explosion occurs, that could be in the form of any type of self-destruction. You may turn to Lord knows what, but to prevent that explosion, we ventilate, we talk, we seek counsel, we pray, we surround ourselves with like-minded believers. You see where I'm going with this? So, that's, when Pastor was talking about that, I'm like, man, that, that relates to my job, you know. It's firefighter, you got all this pressure build up in a fire room, let's ventilate. And we do it at the highest point. Get what I'm going with there. What do we need to do when all of our pressure builds up? We're going to ventilate at the highest point, meaning, hey, let's let's go to God about this. Let's go to God first. I'm going to go to the highest point. I'm not going to go to the Facebook point. Oops, I said that. That's my proverbial mic drop. Instead of airing my laundry out and airing my issues out for everybody to give their opinion on my issues, I'm going to take it to the highest point first. Mm -hmm. When you take it to the highest point, the conditions start to improve. You can see clearly. You can think clearly. I'm just going to keep going. Y'all better say something. Nope. I ain't stopping you. <laughs> I ain't stopping you. Instead of going to the lowest point, a lot of times, if we try to ventilate at the lowest point, it will add more fuel to the fire and conditions get worse. I'm, my goodness gracious. <laughs> That's why they teach us in the fire department to ventilate at the highest point above the fire room, those conditions will get better. If we just go around busting windows around every house, it introduces more fuel for that fire to grow, and it makes it worse instead of improving it. So if we ventilate at the lowest point, that lowest point may be, well, I'm going to call everybody, I'm going to text everybody in a group chat, and I'm just going to air all my issues out to everybody and their mama and invite them to interject their opinions and that way that's just gonna make you mad my mind is just gonna go everywhere because i've got an opinion from this one and a opinion from that one and a opinion from this one over here and that's adding more fuel to that fire when you're adding more fuel to that fire the fire gets worse right mm -hmm. 
So instead of doing it at that lowest point to where you can introduce more fuel, you need to do it at the highest point. Do it at the highest point, you can see clearer, you can think clearer, you can breathe a little better, that pressure releases. I'm about to go off. Preach. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, though. Yeah. Because so. reaching, because people, oh, I see it every day. Because I'm, I mean, I'm not on Facebook religiously, but that's where I do a lot of my business at. Come on. So I see a lot of people's news feeds and people sharing stuff, and I've had to learn to either block them or just unfollow them. Because I mean, I'll be real with you. Yeah, I want, I want your business, but I don't need your drama. Right. And Facebook is, well, not just Facebook, but any social media. Right. Is easy for people to just air out their drama. But then also when people have an issue with somebody else, and the first thing they want to do is take it to everybody else's opinion. Right. Their opinions are newsfeed, not their prayer closet. Right, right. So, I mean, it depends on where your medicine's at. Right. Is your medicine in God? Is your president uh, medicine in how you feeling today that pops up on your newsfeed? Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's crazy to see so many people put stuff on Facebook like that. It's like... They're, they're, they're seeking a sense of validation from other people on their friends list to think, you know, oh, if I just, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody on Facebook. And maybe that's not their exact thought process, but that's kind of like that inner, inner thing going on, that inner struggle is you're seeking validation from people uh, and their opinions to try to justify the way that you're feeling is right. They're trying to justify, you know, oh, and this is, I, I agree with you. Yeah, you're right. You tell them. You do this. You do that. Right. And, and it's like they're seeking, you, you tend to seek that validation and like, okay, maybe I am right. Maybe, you know, this is the right way to go about things and I'm going to do it my way and or, or nobody else's way. But They're going you know, to that lowest point. Yeah, exactly. And it's adding fuel to yeah. that fire. It's adding fuel to that pressure and it's not making anything better. Yeah. But the the moment somebody comes into that that discussion and tries to vent from the highest point they want to block it off because it doesn't match their anger it doesn't match their it doesn't like you said they're trying to get that validation I, I need somebody to tell me I'm right yeah but I don't want somebody to come up on here and tell me God says you ain't right right so they're <laughs> going they, we're gonna tape off this hole that we drilled in the roof to vent out this fire yeah. And I'm just like, no, they, some people just, honestly, some people just want to keep it burning. It's true. And then that's where their anxiety gets worse because they haven't realized they're causing their anxiety when they easily have a way to, to release it. Right. You ever try to, try to vent or rant to somebody and they hit you with wisdom and you're like, this is not what I need right now. I just want you to let me vent and rant to you. And you're wanting them to fuel that fire on the inside of you because mm -hmm. it's the it's, it's only thing that you can see is all that's it's consuming you. A fire, I mean, I'm no firefighter, and, and Michael, thank you for all that you do with that. But a fire, I mean, that junk consumes the things that it touches. I mean, it just mm -hmm. consumes, and that's what I feel like anxiety is that way, that it just can, if you let it start, and you let it and you let it build up and you let that pressure build up it can it can consume your whole being as a person your mental state your physical state your your spiritual uh, your spiritual state anxiety is like that fire and it can cons completely consume you if you allow it to right. and you seek out that that low ventilation the, to 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 stoop down and find the wrong outlets of of release Instead of going to the highest point, 
inventing that out and man that is so good i just sat back here didn't say a word and just soaked in all that that you said because it's so true man it's so true and to go even further and this is going to go down a whole nother trail let's do it a lot of times when we when we go in and we're trying to make those conditions better um a lot of times all we have to go into when we when we go into a room Sometimes all we have to do is close the door. Sometimes all we have to do is close the door. Because when you when you leave the door open, the door's open for all of that pressure, all of that all that smoke, all that negative condition, that bad condition, when the door's open, that's that's leaving room for those bad conditions to enter into that room. Wow. A lot of times, all we have to go in is do, we go in and we close the door. Close the door. Somebody needs to just close the door. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Dude, I'm telling you. I do wonder what the title of this podcast is about to be. Somebody needs to just close that door. Close the door, man. I'm telling you. Wow. Man. Wow. Is when you close the door off from those conditions. Everything gets better. You can you can survive a little longer until until you get rescued. I'm I'm speaking in firefighter language, but y'all know exactly where I'm going with. I mean it's relating like directly Right. Right. To everything. Like Yeah, exactly. There's no disconnect. I mean if yeah. you don't have to be a firefighter to get no. exactly what you're saying. No, not at all. Because mm. when they they teach us when we go in to search search for a victim. We will search each room, and when we go in, if we if we find an open door, first thing we do is we get in that room. If we're searching that room, we close the door. We close the door because it helps us to orient ourselves to that room. But when we search that room and we you know we either found somebody or we haven't, we close that door. We leave that door shut. Because we're not going to make the conditions any worse. We're not going to give room for that fire to travel and to make the entire house worse. Because mm-hmm. if we can save that room, we're going to save that room. So we close the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just soak in on that for just a second. God, man. My mind is blown. My mind's blown. It's crazy. I mean, what you have said so far is <laughs> just like, I'm all blew my mind, dude. I'm telling you. It's amazing. Yeah, close the door. That's true. How many doors are in our life that God's trying to close, but we're still pushing open? Just letting the fire in. Just letting the fire in. Isn't that crazy that we've allowed anxiety to become a norm in our lives and in society? That it's just normal to see people struggle with anxiety. And normal to see people in the church dealing with anxiety or, um, you know, even in seeing it in leadership to where we're thinking, oh, well, that's not normal. But if it's normal for everybody else, but seeing someone in leadership as struggling with anxiety, that, that becomes abnormal, I guess is the word to say. But it's it shouldn't be a thing at all, but it is. Because anxiety is such a, a, a weird thing, a weird disorder that so many people struggle with. I mean, you got to think of the of the stats of how many how many people struggle with anxiety, uh, eighteen and up. It's like 
40 million people in the United States still struggle with anxiety. 40 million people. That's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. That's a lot of anxiety. It. Yeah. But how many things have we allowed to become normal that really doesn't have its, shouldn't have its stronghold as, as severe in our lives as we, as we have allowed it to? So many different things. And that's a whole nother message for a whole nother day of things that we have now socially accepted as normal, not just in the church, but in the world in general, that shouldn't be. But anxiety is one of those things that we just think that it's just normal. But, I mean, we could fight it back. We could. That's what we're here doing. Yeah. Sending it back to hell. But as crazy as it, as it can sound, being anxious also is an opportunity for spiritual growth. Oh yeah, I know without that. a doubt, that's so true. I mean, we have in our we have in our mind, body, and soul feeling threatened, yet God is telling us to trust in them. Yeah. Um, well, this is our opportunity. Trusting God should not only be through the good times, but through your anxious and anxiety moments as well. Yeah, I feel like personally, I've learned so much more in those times of anxiety and sorrow and those hard times that I have in any time in my life to where I've been on the mountaintop and everything's going good but you learn so much more and that's the way God wants to grow our faith is is for trials to come and us to to be tested so good news nah, in a couple weeks we are having well, actually the next two three weeks we'll have a guest on so we're having some people join us. It won't be just us three anymore. Um, next week scheduled is supposed to be Chesney White. The week after is supposed to be Kim Franklin. Yes. So there's going to be some very people who have had headfirst experiences with some deep anxiety. Right. And have... There and the ways they've came out of it, the ways they've dealt with it, and both of them are highly anointed, smart women. That I mean, we need some more estrogen in this place because <laughs> you got just us. But I mean, <laughs> our point of views is one thing, but these are, especially Kim, her the way her mountaintop mindset series and or her. What she's doing with that, her unmasked conference that's coming up, which by the way, you need to go to that if you haven't already signed up for it. Do it. It's gonna be phenomenal. Very phenomenal. But they're gonna be on soon. Chesney will also be there. She's singing. Yes, okay. she will. So everybody then, we've mentioned is so far as gonna be at that conference. So you should too. Yes, you should. <laughs> Yeah, so the Unmasked Conference, uh, for the dates, for those of you guys who are wanting to go to it, is September the 17th through the 18th of 2021. And uh, you need to go through, I believe it's Inventbrite to be able to get the tickets. But please, with if, if you have any, you know, dealing with anything or just wanting to grow closer to God, come to this conference. I guarantee you that you will not... Uh, you would not miss out. Uh, you would not, you know, be disappointed in this. You're going to want to come. You're going to want to listen to hear what all these wonderful people have to share and offer. So, again, that's September the 17th through the 18th of 2021. I personally am so glad it's finally here. 
It's happening. I am too. There's going to be um, that Saturday. There's workshops. Their ser services are like 7 p.m. nightly. But then there's workshops on that Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And there are some anointed people who are heading up those workshops. And each workshop's going to have a specific talking point. But it's going to be really good. You really don't want to miss it. Um, something special has hit Apple Music. Uh... Something very special. If you head over and um, look up Impact Praise Team on Apple Music, we have a song out. Mm. We have a single. I might have to. Really? Might have to look at that. Yeah. Never Lost. Yo, yes. <laughs> that is my favorite worship song. Favorite. Lifeline Podcast is continuing to grow, and we can't wait to see where God will take us. If you're interested in supporting this podcast financially, in order to help us invest in improving our equipment, there are a few ways to do so. You can give via Cash App at dollar sign the Lifeline Podcast, or if you're a church member and part of the Realm app, you can give via the Realm app. Just put podcast in the memo, or reach out to one of our hosts. Thank you for your tremendous support. You can say whatever you want, just end it out. Whatever you want, just end it out. Whatever you want, just end it out. You better not put that in there. That's, you know me too well. I, you know got to, I got to remember, we're still on the record. You you have the, the lone power of editing what goes in and out of these podcasts. I got and you be best careful. believe I listen closely. Oh, I know you do. To everything. I have to I think about I have to listen to this like two times. So if it's like an hour long, I'm sitting there for like yeah. three hours. Right. Listening Yo, in it. Chad does he is the brains behind this operation here. He he has to sit through when we oh, sorry. Um when we sit here and record these podcasts, we'll sit here for an hour and a half sometimes close to two hours just talking and we've got the record button on record the entire time most of the time most of the time so chad has to go through and trim all of that down and put it all together and make it into one fluid podcast so chad is awesome at what he does he brings all this together so if you attend our church and you see chad say hey chad you do a really good job on editing that podcast and putting it all together because you're good at what you do chad i do get a kick out of listening to our mistakes sometimes though yeah you got the behind the scenes and when i deleted the podcast from last week i deleted all our bloopers Oh man, that's what I said. We had some good stuff we, in there. We did. I may have them somewhere. I think I still have one or two hidden that I didn't delete. But okay. But yeah, if y'all if y'all attend our church here at South Gastonia Church of God, three ten Carolina Avenue, Gastonia, North Carolina, two eight zero five four two six four. Is this in the five four five two or five six two two eight zero five two? 
If you live in Gastonia, you know why I did that. Because there's... <laughs> well, right across the street is my house, and it's four. 70, so. 11 million zip codes over here. There is. But... Sorry. Um, We're not playing with children. Okay, wow. Alex and Chad are... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you attend our church and uh, you see Chad, Chad's here day in, day out almost. Um, Chad does our podcast. He edits all of this stuff. Me and Alex just get to come in and um, talk and have conversation. Chad does all the hard work behind this. So thank you, Chad, for what you do. Thank you. You're awesome. No problem. Yes, sir. And uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna close out this this podcast this episode. Next week we will have Chesney White with us on the podcast as a guest, and she's going to help us continue the series on sending anxiety back to hell where it belongs, and. Uh, we look forward to coming to you guys next week. And hopefully, you know, like like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, we're available on about any platform that you can find. Uh, we, you, you heard us earlier talking about how we were talking with Pastor before the podcast started, before we came in to record. And uh, he asked, hey, how can, I, how can I get on here? And so we helped get him set up and subscribe to the podcast. So, Pastor's on board with us. Hopefully, before too long, we're going to have Pastor on here and uh, get him to come. We tried to get him before he left. He was in the office, and we tried to we tried to snag him, but we he had already made it out the door. We were going to have him come in and say something, but we'll we'll track him down one of these days when we're in here and have him impart some some wisdom. Very good wisdom. But anyways, we. Love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing. And we will chat with you next week. See you later. Peace. Peace.